0: everybody. It's Pastor Jen here at the International Christian Fellowship Rome. I want to thank you for joining the online service today. As we finish summer and we move into this new season of fall and maybe new work uh, responsibilities and children's ministry and um, young adult ministry here at ICF Rome and online, I want you to know I'm praying for you. This service that you're joining today is truly a moment for you to get refilled with the power of God for the next week. So I have prayed that as you enter into worship, as you enter into listening to the word of God, that you will say to the Lord, what do I need for this week? that God will make me stronger, that will make my faith the living proof to those around me. So I welcome you today, and I pray that God gives you a wonderful word of encouragement as you join the service. prayed for, and you're going to say, what? What am I supposed to pray for? You see, today is all about the fact that Jesus is calling you and me to trust and obey. Can you say Trust. I welcome the online family, I welcome the on-campus family, I welcome most of all Jesus. Amen? I want us just to pray for a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are real, that the stories we read in the Bible are real, that the call of God upon each of our lives is important and powerful and real Help us today, Lord, to understand the covenant that you have made between God and man. We love you, Jesus. And we give you the rest of this day. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. I have so much to tell you. I first of all want to say thank you to the amazing worship team, dance team. Can you give them another praise? Come on, a real good one. That was awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, Where's Angel? She's running around doing something. I want you all to be sure and give Angel a special note of gratitude for me. She was kind of the chair of this special event today, and so she has done a lot of behind-the-scenes work, and I really want to thank her especially and all of you. I also want you to know that today on your seat, and for those that are online, uh, you know, I wish you could see the dances and everything because of music rights and things like that. It's not all online. You'll have to watch later or or send somebody a note and say, send me the video. We have it for you. You have the something's happening on your your chair because these are some of the ways that I'm going to encourage you to take action about this day today. You can invite someone to come with you on one of these amazing days of service, and some of our service times will be a little different, so please make yourself aware of those things. I also want you to know we have some new brochures that you can pick up on the way out. They have English and Italian, the plan of salvation, and what we believe. It's an easy way, English or Italian, to invite someone to come with you. And then today, I don't know if all have received one of these faith-giving cards. Will you raise your hand if you do not have a faith-giving card? Raise your hand. Okay, a few right here in the middle. The hosting team will come and bring some on both sides in the back. As we're giving to the Lord this month, I want you to know that I, as your pastor, want to say thank you for your giving. This year, we give on a regular basis every month to an international mission church outside of Rome, down between Rome and Naples. We give to the Italian Assemblies of God Missions Endeavors. This past uh, September, I met a missionary from Italy in Albania when I went there. And she was saying, thank you for your giving. It enables me to go and share to a first-generation continent, really, about Jesus. I also want you to know that we give to the Gideons who give Bibles in lots of different places. We have fire Bibles available. There are a lot of ways. When you see missions on your envelopes, I want you to know that that is the place you check when it's not about you. Hear me? It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. That I will give to missions so someone else, say someone else, so someone else can hear the good news. I want you to know that some of our giving this year enabled us to help our mission church, Salvation's Gate, to purchase their building and to dedicate their building here in Italy to the Lord. Can somebody say praise God for that? I have so much on my heart. When this service is over here and we're done in a moment, in a few moments, we're going to ask those of you who can to help us move chairs and set tables. We've got decorations. We've got food. It's going to be a wonderful time for you to get to know each other better. But I'm asking you now for about 20 minutes because I believe that last week and this week, the Lord has put a message on my heart that is also for your heart. And so I want you to think about that video you just saw. You might not have heard the first few words of Simon Peter when Jesus said, hey, throw your nets back out there. Try again. Peter said, Rabbi, I don't really have an argument with you, but I'm the fisherman. I've already done that. There's no fish in this part of the sea right now. And isn't it just like Jesus? He didn't walk away and say, well, this one didn't listen to me. He said, try one more time. And what happened? An overflow. I think someone said in our prayer room this morning, they were praying for overflow. And overflow happened when someone decided to obey the instruction of our God. Now, today I have my suitcase because I like to have props. I'm not going to open it and show you everything inside. Some things you might not want to see. But I want you to understand that when I'm talking about serving Jesus, going into all the world, knowing that he will be Jehovah Jireh, that that means I'm going to take everything I have Even if it's not very much, I'm going to say yes to the Lord. I'm going to cultivate the covenant of obedience. And actually, I can tell you that 10 years ago, really maybe 14 years ago, my husband and I at the time, we sold our house, sold our cars, gave away a lot of stuff. And we came across the sea with a few suitcases. I didn't bring them all. I thought about it, but that was a lot of work. You know, I would have had about 30 trunks and suitcases. But today I'm telling you, it's not about the suitcase. It's not about the stuff. It's about the people. Somebody say it's about the people. It's about the people. So for a moment, just for a moment... If you've been touched by the ministries of ICF Rome, in some way, I want you to raise your hand all over this room. Will you stand? Those who have their hands raised. You've been touched by some aspect of ministry. Some of you are here saying, I haven't been touched yet, but I will be. Amen. Here's what I want you to look around. Every tribe, every skin color, every hair color. Every age, you can be seated. You see, it's about the people. That's why we do what we do. That's why I do what I do. That's why we obey what Jesus said. I want you to know this morning that Jesus is waiting for your yes. Why is this day so precious that we put so much energy into celebrating the International Festival of Nations because we want you to recognize no matter where you come from, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves every person. Amen? For God so loved the world. We have featured the Philippines today in dance because they prepared and made sure that they had a lot of activity going on. We have featured the Kenyans in the past. I have dressed in Sri Lanka and India and Nigeria, and today I'm in Ghana clothes. Any Ghanaians with me today? Okay but I'm actually going to change into my Texas clothes for later because I'm Texas, Italian, today Ghana. I'm everything, right? (laughs) Why is this day so precious? For God so loved the world that he would help us to touch one, each of you that stood, you're one, to touch Italy here in this city of Rome where some of those disciples, Paul and Peter, walked and were in prison and did not give up trusting Jesus. It's a powerful moment in time. Many of you may have been a participant in the Noy Festival last weekend. And what we all saw that were a part of it was that there was thousands of people in this city saying, I want to hear more about Jesus. There were hundreds of people coming to the front saying, I want to love Jesus in a new way. And today, I want you to know he is calling you. He is waiting for your response. Missions is not about packing your suitcase and being a missionary. The children are going to learn about missionaries. We're celebrating all the ways missions helps us touch others. But God did not say pastors go into all the world. He didn't say missionaries go into all the world. He didn't say if you're Italian, go into Italy. He just said go. Come and I will make you fishers of men. Just like Peter saying excuse me, but I already tried that. I want you to picture what happened when he tried one more time. So today I'm asking you for the yes that God is looking for one more time. You might not know what it means. You might not know what tomorrow will hold, but we know that God is with us. Amen. I did tell you last week about David Livingstone. He was a missionary who went to minister to people and died kneeling by his bed, praying for those very people. He said, God, send me anywhere. Only go with me. Lay any burden on me. Only sustain me. And take away any tie from my heart except the tie that binds me to you. Send me anywhere only go with me. What if he said, I'm sending you to FAO? Pastor Jen, what if he said, I'm sending you to WFP or EFAD or one of the embassies? What if he said, I'm sending you to the supermarket or the market? What if he said, I'm sending you to an old lady's house so that she will know the love of God before she leaves? One of our online members just led a 70 year old man to Jesus last week. He wrote me, he said it was only the third time he had ever been in a church. He said, I'm 70. I wanna make sure God knows my name. I want you to know today, we must have a burden for those who are lost. So I have some points for you about people with a mission people with a mission have a great expectation that he will be Jehovah Jireh. You see, you can't follow Jesus. Now, did you see what happened in that video? When the other disciples saw all the good stuff that happened, they're like, I told you, I told you that was going to happen. Come on. How many of you, maybe God is calling you to be the one That says to your friend, I told you, I told you there was going to be a breakthrough. I told you there was going to be overflow. I told you God had a healing for you. He has a miracle in motion for you and I. People with a mission have a great expectation that he will be Jehovah Jireh. I believe he'll provide healing. Somebody say amen. Amen. I believe he'll provide resources. I believe he'll provide friends that are like family. That's what we are here. Friends that are like family. People with a mission embrace the two-way covenant with Jehovah. You see, I've asked our church here, and I'm asking you today, to not just come to God like, gimme, 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 but to say to the Lord, take, 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 take all of me take whatever you want take my dreams take my yes yes tell the lord take me take me if you're watching online type it in the chat take me lord i love that those boys in the video a couple of the other disciples james and john were like can we go can we go are you sure can we go can we go i'm telling you today you can go you can serve You can help with the children. You can be a greeter. You can be a singer. You can be a tech person. You can go. You can do. You can talk to someone at the coffee bar. People with a mission embrace this two-way covenant. I don't know about you, but how many in this place have ever been healed? Raise your hand. You've ever been healed? A divine healing. You know God did it. Look around. Look around. You've been healed. You know God did it. How many of you have ever prayed for a family member that was in turmoil or problem and God brought a victory for that family member? Let me see your hands. Yes. Look around. Look around. You see, people with a mission understand God does his part. We do our part. People with a mission demonstrate great faith in the seasons of not yet. You see... (laughs) Those disciples were out on that water. They would have never seen the miracle if they weren't in the boat fishing. They would have never seen the miracle if they had not been active in the moment. People with a mission are faithful to God in that season of not yet. Don't get weary in well-doing. Don't waste today worrying about what's coming later. God has something for you today. Say today. He has peace for you today. He has purpose for you today. He has passion for you today. Because people with a mission have passion because God, you all said, many of you said you've been healed. Many of you said you've seen God do a miracle for a family member. Don't you think there's somebody that you know that also needs healing, it's as simple as saying, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know God heals. Let me pray with you. Maybe they need comfort. I'm sure probably every single one of us in this room have faced loss. Have, I kept sitting there thinking, for those who are new, my husband went to be with Jesus Two and a half years ago, unexpectedly, he loved this day. And I just kept thinking, he is in heaven celebrating, saying, man, that's awesome. We've experienced loss and grief. But people with a mission keep great faith, saying, God, whatever you're going to do next, I'm still saying yes. I'm still walking for you because it's not about the luggage. It's about the people. Yes, somebody give God praise. 1 Peter 1, 3, 6, and 7 in the NLT says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Because God, why? Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And now we live with what? Great expectation. Now we live with doubt. Come on. Do we live with doubt? Do we live with, uh, I will not believe, unbelief? No. He says, we're going to give God praise because I've been born again. Jesus came into my heart. He changed me. And therefore, I'm going to live with a great expectation that for you, in your assignment, where you are. My assignment is right here. Your assignment is somewhere else. It's here in Rome in this moment. It's here in Rome in this moment. You're here. But God has a great plan for what you're going to do. Here at ICF Rome, our mission is touching one, touching Italy, and reaching. I'm going to say it again. Touching. Touching. And reaching. Why is that important? Because I never want one person to feel like they did not matter. And you have to help touch that one person. You're sitting by someone right now that may have a smile on their face. But they may also need to know God is with you. God is for you. I'm praying for you in this moment. We're in this country of Italy. I'm thankful that we can sow seeds and reap a harvest. God is stirring Italy, people. Can somebody say amen? I want you to know from a World Congress in Madrid to an Italian Assembly of God Congress in Fuji to the Noi Festival last weekend, it's like I can see in my spirit the fire of the Holy Spirit flowing across our country, and we get to be a part of it. That's our mission. That's what fuels our purposes. I'm asking you to help everyone. Be the living proof. This year, that's a theme for this year that you would know how to discover what Jesus is to you. I pray, you know, I say to a lot of people close to me on various days, okay, what was your takeaway from that service? What was your takeaway from that Bible study? What was your, what was your takeaway from that prayer meeting? Because every single time we come into God's house with God's people, I need to have a takeaway I need to know, God, did I discover something new you're saying to me? I did. I have. I love it. I need to develop more of who I am in Christ. We have training. We have classes in between. Normally, we have two services, 10 and 1145. Good job to all the 1145 people that got here at 10. Maybe we'll see if you come in that thought it was at 1145. But in between, we yeah, come on, get, I better... In between, we have classes to connect, to grow, serve, lead. We have online classes to help equip. And then we deploy. We say, you know what? You're going to go be a witness at that boardroom, in that university classroom, to that teacher, to that professor. There's somebody that you're going to talk to this week. Say this week. (laughs) Type it in the chat. This week. I want you to know there's somebody this week that your story for God's glory is going to bring a hope and a light to their hearts. You may ask, Why do we have to do this, Pastor Jen? And I will tell you because Jehovah Jireh changes our destiny. Jehovah Jireh changes our destiny. You see, the enemy wants you to give up, back up, <laughs> block it all, but Jehovah Jireh changes us. So, why wouldn't I want to share that with someone? You've been healed. Tell someone, I know the healer. I'm going to keep praying for you until you're healed, either here or there. But I'm going to pray that you're healed. Amen? God is the healer. Isaiah 7, 9 says, if you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. You see, it's not just my job to introduce you to Jesus. It's my job to make sure that on your journey, that you don't quit that you don't give up, that you remember that your faith is a firm foundation, that he is able, he is more than able to make you more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. He is able to make you more than able to be more than a conqueror. Amen? So we stand firm, not in, not in my faith in carpet or fabrics or shoes or cars, My faith that is in Jesus Christ, the solid rock. Jesus Christ, the solid rock. Why? Because it demonstrates our intimate relationship with the Lord of our life. If you really love someone, you don't hide it, right? You don't say, I love you, but don't tell anybody. I want you to know, I I love Joel. He's our kids ministry. I love Jessie. She's staying with me and making me laugh and helping me. I love all of you. But when you love somebody, it's not a secret. It shouldn't be a secret. I love Jesus. Can somebody say, I love Jesus? I love Jesus. It demonstrates that I have an intimate relationship with the Lord in my life. That I would say to you, I know somebody who has touched my broken heart. I know somebody who has healed my broken body. I know somebody who loves my children when they're not lovable. I know somebody who loves my spouse when they're not lovable. Come on. I know somebody who loves my employer when I don't understand what they're doing. I know somebody who loves everybody. I know somebody who loves everybody, and that's Jesus. Now, I will tell you something. Sometimes I think we get a little bit nervous about loving people and loving God. He didn't say that I'm going to like everything everybody does or I'm going to endorse everything that everybody does. But I want you to know that in this house, everybody counts to God. What he does in their heart and in their life change through the power of the Holy Spirit is what we pray for. Why? Because if you don't let God change your life, you're going to be like Simon on that boat saying, never mind, never mind, never mind. It's not worth it. I don't have any money. I don't have any fish. I've been out here on the sea. But when you know Jesus, it's going to change your outlook. You're not going to walk into that workplace frustrated. You're going to walk into that workplace saying, you know what? I'm loved by God. I don't care if these coworkers don't love me. I'm loved by God. You know, it's easier to love somebody who's kind. Maybe we need to practice being kind to our coworkers. Just saying, somebody say, ooh. (laughs) The next thing I want you to know why is because someone else's need needs to see Jesus' strength in your life in all kinds of situations. Someone else needs to see God's strength in you in all kinds of situations. It'd be so easy to say, oh, my life is perfect and I just need to tell everybody I have a perfect God. Well, I do have a perfect God, but my life is so imperfect. And it's actually when people say, I was watching from a distance that period of time where stuff was really messy and and something about the way you held on to Jesus has changed my mind about how I'm going to hold on to Jesus. That's a witness that you are on mission because you are showing someone else this is how you hold on to God. I'm looking at some of you that have held on to God so faithfully this year in the middle of unknown tragedy and un. unexperienced things that you've ever had before but your strength in God is what has kept you. Amen? Your strength in God is what has kept you. And lastly it is a strong foundation to build your life on. Obedience to God's divine call empowers our lives for greater purpose. You see when Peter obeyed God gave him a much greater purpose. Do you know that that's a true story in that video? And that man Peter Was here in Rome. And that man Peter denied even knowing Jesus after he had seen him do miracles. So I say to you this morning. Maybe you have denied him at some point. You knew that he did miracles before but he didn't do it this time. And you're sort of frustrated about that. Today I believe God brought you here. To remind you don't get frustrated. He is God in the not yet season. He will be God again if you let him. He will give you peace that passes understanding. He will give you a Holy Spirit power to accomplish his works in your life. When I obey his call, when you obey his call, it opens the door for something greater than you could ever imagine. In Luke chapter 6, verse 46 through 48, in the Passion Translation says this what good does it do? This is this is in the Bible. God's words to us, what good does it do for you to say, I am your Lord and master, if you don't put into practice what I teach you? Let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house, and there lays a deep and secure foundation. When the storms and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong, unshaken, through the storm, for he built it on the right foundation. You say, Pastor Jen, I'm trying, but I feel so shaky. I feel so shaky with God. Can you put your hand on your heart for a minute? Put your hand on your heart. If you hold still for just a couple minutes, you would feel your heart beating. God did that. He's the creator. Your heart is still beating. You are living proof that God made you. He has a plan for you. He's going to heal. He's going to restore. He's going to overwhelm you with the love. There's going to be an overflow of his power and his purpose in your life. You can take your hand down. Thank you. Acts 1.8 says... First of all, let me say, you ask how. How do I really do this? How? Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. How do you do this life when it's so hard? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus came and hung on a cross and then was buried for three days. And the Bible says he went in to death, hell, and the grave. And he stole the keys from the enemy. He conquered the enemy on behalf of you and I. And we have the Bible as a witness, as the people said, I saw, I saw him die on that cross. I... I saw him get buried and put in that tomb and then they said i was at the tomb i don't see him anymore he's not in there i know we put him in there and i know we rolled the stone but he's not in there and you know what i love about jesus say what (laughs) what do you love about jesus pastor jen i love that he's not on that cross but i also love that he's not buried in a tomb in this city you can't go anywhere in a museum in the world, and see my Savior in a a tomb. Amen? See our Savior in a tomb. He's the only God who is not dead. He's alive. The Bible says He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for you and I. Why? So that you'll tell someone He heals. So that you'll tell someone He comforts. So that you'll tell someone He restores. So that you'll tell someone, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. People with a mission have a great expectation that he will be Jehovah Jireh. I want you to leave today saying, I want to expect more from God. I don't want you to say, I'm not worthy. Like, did you see what he was Simon before Jesus changed his name? He said, you know, you don't even know me. I I, I can't even look at you, Rabbi. I I, I disobeyed you. I didn't believe you. I'm, I'm sorry. And Jesus said to him, look up. Look up at me. I still have something for you to do. I want you to expect that God has something for you to do. I don't want you to think you're too old or too young or too poor or too rich or too educated or not educated enough. God has something for every single one of us to do. Somebody say amen. Amen. You see, Jesus takes the small stuff and makes big impact. Those little fish. Altogether, it made a big impact on that boat, didn't it? It almost sunk that boat. They're like, get out. It's about to flip over. I want you to understand something. Jesus takes the little that we have, and he turns it into a very big impact. He takes the small. He saw the multitude of the, when the Bible, when they talk about they needed to feed the 5,000. But what did the disciples see? They saw the problem. They're like, oh, Jesus, there's too many people. We don't have enough food. Let's just, let's just get in the boat and go because everybody's going to get mad because you know how people get mad when they're hungry, hangry? Hmm? Y'all don't get mad when you're hungry, okay? But Jesus didn't see the problem. He didn't see somebody's suitcase and their bags and all that. He saw the people. He saw the solutions that were going to happen. And he said, okay, you don't have enough. Bring me what you have that's not enough. And I'm gonna turn it into something way more than enough that there's gonna be an overflow at the end. Isn't that awesome? Obedience leads to solutions. Maybe, maybe God is calling you to do something and you keep trying to argue with God. Hmm, Pastor Jen, let me tell you something it's not a negotiation. He said, Come here. Follow me, serve me, accept me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone who comes to him must come to me, Jesus said. Romans 10, 13 to 15 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Look at your feet right now. Look at your feet. Look at your feet. Those feet are the messengers. Those feet that the Bible says are shod as the gospel of peace. Those feet are the feet that God wants to use to bring the good news. I want to tell you, the Lord gave me this. While I was in prayer conference not too long ago, he reminded me again, it's not a negotiation. I'll do this if you do that. I'll follow you if you do this. It's not a negotiation. Type it in the chat. It's not a negotiation. In this world, we try to negotiate. We try to say, I'll be your friend if you'll do this for me. You'll be my friend if you do this for me. We get this worldly mindset in our brain. The enemy knows he wants you to have that mindset because then he can keep you at arm's length from the power of the Holy Spirit that equips you. Amen? So here's what I wrote. He's looking for my yes. He's looking for your yes. If I go alone, my answer is yes. If my friends leave me, my answer is yes. If my family doesn't support the call in my life, my answer is yes. If it gets difficult, my answer is yes. If it takes me to uncharted places, my answer is yes. If it's harder than I expected, my answer is yes. Somebody. If it costs me more than I plan to give, my answer is yes. If it costs me everything, my answer Is still yes. I want to tell you this morning as the worship team comes. Our path may look different. Our cultures may have unique differences. But the gospel, the holy word of God is true for every single one of us. In every single circumstance that we have in our lives. We have been commanded to follow God. We have been commanded to do this. Why? Because we have a message of a Messiah that changes eternal futures. We don't need any other reason than just obeying him. Obedience is evidence of this covenant. Evangelism, telling people about Jesus, is what deepens my walk with God. I'll tell you, when I led those two adult ladies and the nine-year-old girl last weekend to Jesus on Saturday night, me sharing Jesus with them in my simple Italian to tell them what Jesus means to me and why. And when they went from, I'm scoping it out, I'm not sure I believe you, to hands down what hey Cosa? Que cosa? tell me what that means I'm not sure one time I called somebody come here you speak better Italian than me tell them this one thing the tears streaming down their face to a little nine-year-old girl saying to her mama write that write our name write our name mama they want to pray for us mama write our name and they wrote their name and I'm praying for them Me doing that for them, for Jesus, was something that touched me. It changed me once again. Every time you pray, every time you respond, I want you to know this morning, he will provide you with the resources to do your assignment. He's given you an assignment. Maybe you need more strength. He's got it. Maybe you need more financial stuff. Don't worry. God has it. On the first Sunday of every month, we give groceries away to those in need. You can register at the back. I wish I could do a whole lot more things, but we do that. And we pray, and we teach, and we train. He's got resources for you. And while you're waiting, while you're in the season of not yet, when you serve the Lord and you invite others to come with you, it changes everything he'll provide you with opportunities that look like obstacles so that only with him his glory will be revealed do you understand what that means so you may see it as a problem like the disciples saw the feeding of the five thousand as a problem it was an obstacle that empty boat with the empty net was an obstacle but because they couldn't do it and jesus command it happened Who got the glory? Jesus. Because all glory belongs to God. He will provide you with his word to guide you. I'm so excited about 2024. We'll have a new theme. It's going to be amazing. But I'm just telling you, get ready to read your Bible. Because we're gonna learn the Bible more. We're gonna study the Bible more. I mean like verses, passages, where at any point in time I wanna be able to say, hey, can you tell me what 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says? Hey, can you tell me what John 3, 16 says in your language? I want us to know the Word of God because you know what? People can argue whatever they want, but God said it. So let them argue with God. Here's the Word. And then here's the other thing about the reward that you get for eternal value. When you tell your story, they can't argue with that because it's your story. So they may say, well, in my life, this and in my life, that, and you know what? I've said, I know, but in my life, this and in my life, that, and I can look back at every moment and say, he was with me. Jesus is Lord of my life. He gives me a new song and a new dance. I want you to stand all over this building and I want to say these words to you and I want you to hear it. I want to make sure the translation hears it and gives it. I felt like the Holy Spirit gave me this two weeks ago. The hunger of this next generation is not ignored by God, He is placing in people's hearts a new confidence in His Word, and a new boldness of why they must live out their faith for the glory of God. The respect that we model for the presence of God is like a seed sown into the soil of the hearts of families, friends, and churches. See, when we model respect for the presence of God, for the atmosphere of Jesus, for the power of the Holy Spirit, something changes. The time is now for a breakthrough to a new level of faith that will shine from generation to generation. Helen, can you get me? Can I? Eddie? Can I have your son for just a minute? Can he come? Can you break? Can just stand by me for a second. Just stand by me. I see this handsome young man. Come on up here. How old are you? Six. Come on up here with me, can you? Can you all give this young man a handy six years old. I see a teen back there. Come on. Come on up here, beautiful teenager. I want you to see the generation. Stand right here. Let's scoot over here a little bit. Yeah. How old are you? what 18 how did you get to be 18 i think she was like 10 when i first came you know that god has his hand on you he has plans for you he wants to use you i need somebody who's in helen come up here i know you're in university again now helen she's representing the university kids stay right there for just a minute stay right there for just a minute My brother from the Ukraine, would you come? (laughs) Represents men, dads, and people who've been through some hard stuff. But he stayed faithful. He stayed faithful. Here's something else I want to know you. Ellen's parents were in an earthquake in Turkey a while ago. Her grandmothers here today. Grandma, Helen's grandma, can you come? Come on. I'm a Nona too, so we'll be Nonas together. see. American, Joanna, Filipino, <laughs> my beautiful, yeah, Nigeria, she's all over the world, but <laughs> awesome, Winna, Ethiopia, Maya, Nadia, 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 where are you from, Rhonda, see, this is what it means, and I'm asking you today, y'all see Mary back there, she's at the hosting welcome center what are you offering to Jesus for every generation listen to me there might be a child in your neighborhood if you quit and you don't love them and you don't say hey you're amazing keep learning that bicycle keep studying that homework I'm praying for you this week we don't want them to give up right I don't want them to give up somebody's praying for my grandkids in America teenagers I got I got teenagers in my family Somebody's praying over them. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want them to give up. I want to be the one praying. Maybe that's your sacrifice to put up with some of the shenanigans of teenagers in your community, in the university. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of identity questions. So what? You're not going to give because you don't agree with it, and you don't understand it, and you don't don't know how to explain it. Dads, It's hard to be married. It's hard to be the leader of your home. But God said, I'm calling you for this. To show love. To show faithfulness. Nonas. For every generation. For every generation. What are you offering to the Lord today? I'm asking you. Because when you say no. I want you to picture that you're saying no to every every one of these people. When you say, I can't do it, that's for somebody else. I'm not asking you to give a lot of money. I'm not asking you even to give your whole career, although God may ask you for that. But I am asking you to say yes to the Lord. Whatever it takes, whatever you say, God, I say yes. I want us to hold hands here. you to take the hand of the person standing beside you. It's an unusual day in this place. It's a wonderful day. but I don't want it to be lost on you that God is saying, what are you offering to me? Will you say, yes, I'll come. I'll be the one sitting in those chairs smiling and nodding and praying. I'll be the one that gives a hug to someone. I'll be the one who writes in the group chat or sends a picture message or plans a party good party with no regrets kind of party Father today I thank you I thank you for the one on my right and for the one on my left I thank you for every generation you are asking us to give our yes to tell of your work in our lives so someone else will not give up trusting you Father I pray right now in Jesus name would each examine our hearts We thank you Lord I'm going to ask you to let go of hands for just a minute and while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed but I want you to be public about your declaration but I also want you to know that you don't do life alone either and it's because somebody A grandmother prayed for me when my mother was killed in a car wreck when I was 15. It's because somebody called me out and said, hey, you need to do this and this when I was in the university. It's because somebody said, I'm going to come and walk alongside of you when you're in the new season. This morning, I'm asking you to make a commitment before we have food, before we do anything else. To say to Jesus, I will offer you myself. If that's you, I want you to stick your hand up all over this room. Yes, Lord, I will offer you myself. Yes, Lord, I will say yes, whatever it means. Come on, don't be afraid. God will take your yes. He will use your talents. He will use you where you are. Don't keep his plans and purposes over there because you're not willing to say yes, Lord. All over this place, I will say yes. I will say yes. I will say yes. Father, right now, you see the hands that are raised. You see the hearts that are unsure. You see the ones that are confident. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will take our yeses. You will turn them into lives changed. You will show us the resources. You will show us the direction. You are just saying, follow me. I'll show you how to tell your story right where you are. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God is with you. Father, we thank you. I thank you. You guys have a song? Let's sing this song together for just a moment. I want you to take a moment and worship. Praise the Lord. I am so very thankful that every time we hear the word of the Lord, he does something in our hearts and minds. So I want to invite you right now. Maybe there's been something in your life that has pulled you away from the love of Christ. Maybe you didn't remember that you are loved by God, that you are the proof that he is with you. And so, right now, I invite you to pray with me that Jesus would take control of every area and give everything back to God. Stop holding on to it, put it in his hands, and let him take care of it. So, I invite you right now to pray this prayer with me to make Jesus number one in every aspect of your life. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it right there. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to take control of every area of my life. I give you all my fears, all my doubts, all my mistakes. I receive your forgiveness, Lord. I receive your new mercy. And from this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will cling to Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray with those who are in need of a miracle. We have seen really the lame walk, the blind eyes open. We have seen prodigals come back home. And maybe today you've been watching online and you just waited till this last prayer because you needed the move of God in your family, in your situation, in your circumstance. I want you to know that as we pray, the power of the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. The angels in heaven are standing on guard. And the Lord says, send them over there. Send them over there. Put a shield around that one. So agree with me right now for your miracle in motion. God is doing it. I want your faith to come alive. I don't want you to doubt or wonder if God sees you or hears you because he does. So Father, right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone who calls ICF Rome online and on campus, their church, that they would know they're not alone. They're a part of this family of faith where people are praying for them around the world across the seas. I pray for the one who needs cancer healed. I pray for the one who needs diabetes healed. I pray for the one whose shoulders and hips are having joint and bone problem in the name of Jesus. I pray for the one who has turmoil in their family that the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension would flow in that home right now, Lord God. You know the circumstances. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Emmanuel, God with us. So I want you to agree with me. You are my Jehovah Emmanuel. You are my Jehovah Rapha, my healer. You are my Jehovah Shalom, my peace you are Jehovah Emmanuel, you are with me. So God, I bless your people. I pray that as we go into our workplaces, our learning places, our family places, that we would walk in with a new joy, a new hope and a new peace that God's got this and I am the living proof that God is at work. I love you. I thank you for being a part of all that we're doing here. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for the ways that you participate on Wednesdays and on Sundays. I love you. I pray you have safe travel wherever you're moving around and that we'll see you next week online.